Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. During his campaign, President Biden promised to make Saudi Arabia a pariah state. Now the president has announced he will meet with the crown prince in mid-July. So is this all about the president contradicting or is it just an indication of how complex it really is? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So that's where I really want to get in this segment today is to recognize that sometimes you have contradictions And sometimes you just have complexities. And so much of what we're dealing with in the country and around the world is so incredibly complex that it simply cannot be captured in a headline. Nuance matters, and nuance doesn't happen on social media. And so I'm going to ask you to put your politics aside again today and not worry about whether you love the president or dislike the president or wish someone else was president I just want to look at it in the context of this very complex place called Saudi Arabia. And we'll go through all the different things that are playing out there and how you can say, well, that's a contradiction, that's a contradiction, that's a contradiction. And some of them may well be. And some of them are just part of the complexities that is that part of the world. And so let's let's go through this. Walk with me through this. So first, let's start with where the president started during his campaign. President Biden was very emphatic that he would make Saudi Arabia Arabia, a pariah state. And I would make it very clear, we were not going to, in fact, sell more weapons to them. We were going to, in fact, make them pay the price and make them, in fact, the pariah that they are. There's very little social redeeming value in the present uh, government in Saudi Arabia. And, of course, much of that was dealing with human rights issues, and in particular, uh, the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. Uh, a journalist who lived in the United States. And so that's become a big part of this, of how can you go from pariah state uh, for committing such an atrocity uh, to a meeting. So today, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked uh, if they would address the death of Jamal Khashoggi, uh, if that would come up during the president's trip to Saudi Arabia. Human rights is always part of the conversation in our foreign uh, our foreign engagements. So that will always be the case. It doesn't it does regardless of who he's meeting with. Uh, we are not 
but we, I want to say we're not overlooking any conduct that happened uh, before uh, the president took office. Uh, so again, that's the press secretary there. Again, looking at, is that a contradiction? How does that really play out? Will that topic come up? Uh, outside of Air Force One over the weekend, President Biden uh, said that his meeting with the Saudis would be about more than just oil and, and energy, that it would be much broader than that. You know, to view engagement with Saudi Arabia on energy security as asking for oil is simply wrong uh, and a misunderstanding of both the complexity of that issue and our multifaceted discussions with the Saudis. Uh, That said, Saudi Arabia is the chair, as you know, of OPEC plus and its largest exporter. Of course, we discuss energy with Saudi government as we do with oil producers around the world. And we welcome its leadership in achieving a consensus amongst uh, the group members last week. Okay, so there's a a couple of the issues that are on the table. So you can say, okay, contradiction, uh, the president saying that Saudi Arabia is a pariah state to now we're going to go and meet. Uh, Another contradiction that some will call out for the president is dealing with oil. And some will say, okay, he's uh, he has limited our ability to produce our own oil and be energy independent here in the United States of America. And yet he's going to go ask for the Saudis to produce more, and especially in their role uh, as the head of OPEC plus at the moment, uh, that they will encourage more production to hopefully drive down costs to American consumers. And so you can say, well, that's kind of a contradiction. And then you can say, well, the president's talked a lot about green energy and the environment and climate, and yet he's going to meet with the Saudis uh, to talk about their oil, which is far dirtier less clean, less green, less efficient, uh, and less safe in terms of how they get it out of the ground than we do here in the United States of America. So again, there's a contradiction there. Uh, We also know that there are important connections. Saudi Arabia has been a crucial ally of the United States, uh, very important in dealing with places like Iran. Uh, And so this is an important partner. This is an an important ally in many aspects and one that we still depend on heavily for our energy. And so the complexities are in there. Now, I'm just going to double down on the complexities issue because this is where it got really interesting to me uh, just uh, over the last week or so. So many of you, if you follow golf at all, know that – Golfer Phil Mickelson uh, led the way in joining a golf uh, circuit that is sponsored by the Saudis. So during a U.S. Open press conference yesterday, a reporter asked golfer Phil Mickelson about how he feels uh, there was a letter written to him by uh a survivor of someone who was killed on 9-11, accusing Mickelson of being a partner with the Saudis. Listen to this exchange. How do you explain to them, not to us, but to them, what you've decided to do? I would say to um, the Strata family, I would say to everyone that um, has lost loved ones, lost friends in 9-11, that... I have deep, deep empathy for them. And then another reporter asked Mickelson about his fans, uh, his fans who have followed him over the years, uh, who oppose him joining this Saudi-funded golf league. 
You mentioned earlier you have strong emotion or respect for people who have strong emotions opposing your decision to join Live Golf. You've obviously been one of the most popular players over the years among fans, but if a segment of your fan base decided to walk away from you and not support you anymore, would you respect and understand that decision? And if so, why? And if not, why not? In regards to if fans would leave or whatnot, I, I respect and I understand their opinions. So to me, it has been so interesting that we are spending more time asking a professional golfer about the complexities of working with the Saudis than we are the president of the United States. I think that's interesting that you have more reporters asking literally all of his uh, press conference at the U.S. Open was about his relationship uh, to those sponsoring this golf league uh, based out of Saudi Arabia. And we can, we'll let the sports guys handle the, the sports component to that, but it's just incredible to me that we're so hyper-focused on uh, how people feel about him playing golf in a Saudi-sponsored tournament uh, and all of those complexities in terms of 9-11, other terrorist attacks, uh, and then we can go through murder of reporters, we can go through uh, price of oil and, and all of those things. Uh, and so all of this to, to get to the point to say, look, this is a, a very complex thing, but it, but we shouldn't get lost uh, chasing and excoriating athletes uh, if we're not going to ask our politicians the same. Now, it's been interesting. Just in the last hour, I've, I've seen on a number of the cable news networks, uh, you've had uh, Senator Dick Durbin, a Democrat from Illinois, uh, saying that he would not and he would discourage the president from meeting with the Saudis. Uh, for those same human rights uh, and those those killings and those violations. And all of that, of course, leads us to how complex this thing really is. And so we have to think again. We have to think a little deeper and a little different uh, to go beyond the headlines of all of this. What's a con- contradiction and contradictions we should always call out? Uh, complexities are another thing. And where are those lines? Where does national security interests come in? Where does human rights come in? Where do we absolutely draw bright lines? And where do we have to navigate uh, in order to accomplish the bigger objectives? It is complicated. It is difficult. And I guarantee you, uh, it cannot be resolved in a headline, a tweet, or a social media post. We got to think different. We got to think deeper into all of these relationships and what they actually mean to us in the end. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.